Please pray, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, as we wait for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit for Pentecost Sunday, we just ask for the grace to be changed, to be challenged and transformed through this holy sacrifice of the Mass. And we make all these prayers in Jesus' name, amen. When I was a senior in high school, I actually ended up throwing my shoulder out and wasn't really able to play and pitch like I wanted to, so I actually ended up playing third base a lot and first base a lot more than I ever had. And during one game, one of the juniors on the team, he was playing and um, he was our pitcher and he was pitching really well a particular game. And when uh, a particular batter on the other team, he hit that ball so hard it glanced off his glove and hit him right in the face, and he collapsed. And he began the seizure on the mound. And our team immediately was shocked. We didn't know what was happening. We don't, is, is he going to die? What's going to happen with him? And immediately saw my assistant coach and my dad, who was the head coach, run to the mound to see if my teammate Scott was okay. Immediately the umpires got us off of the field and at a public school we began to pray. I know a lot of people think in public schools, how dare you pray, how dare you bring God into it? But nonetheless we see a teammate of ours seizuring on the mound. On the mound. And he begins to bleed from his ears. And then the paramedics come and my dad has to be the one to console Scott's mom. To see her feeling so helpless for her son. And they ended up cutting Scott's jersey off his back in front of all of us. And they eventually got him back to the hospital. And by the grace of God, if he didn't have that little glance of the glove to, to stop the ball, and hit from hitting him in the face, we don't know if he would still be living to this day. But that moment did something in my dad's heart because he knew that he never wanted to see that look on a mother's face again. He never wanted to see that look on a mother's face again. And he made a vow to God that I will do anything I can to make sure a mother never has to see that look, or a, 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 he has to never see that look on a mother's face again. So what he did for the next year is he did his research to figure out why is this trampoline effect off of metal baseball bats so high where people can't even do this to stop a ball. Like, what are we really getting ourselves into? Why is this the thing? So he did his research and he put his money where his mouth was, he put his time, he put his effort, he put his sacrifice into changing our league and my hometown for at least a few years to having wooden bats. And I actually have a wooden bat with me. Because when they changed having wooden bats, wooden bats have a much slower trampoline effect. It's a safer game, it's a better game. And my dad said, if that's what it takes to never see a mom look like that again, I'll do it. I don't ever want to see that look again. 
And as they began to teach the kids, the students, the high school students, how to hit, they didn't know how to hit with these bats. And a lot of them went and bought new wood bats, and they go into the cages and they start hitting, and they were breaking their bat over and over and over. And my dad had to teach them that when you have a bat, you don't hit with the label facing out when you make contact. You actually want the label facing up. You want contact to be on the thin grains because it's stronger. And he taught them that little change, and that little change made a big difference. He taught them that little change, and that little change made a big difference. What little changes is God asking you to make in your life right now that need to happen? What little changes is God asking you to make that need to happen? It's not even a question. And the thing is, for a lot of us, it's just like this baseball bat. If we don't, if we don't make that little change, we're going to keep going in those areas where our life feels broken. And the thing is, that it's just not going to work. It's not going to work the way it's supposed to. And our Lord, in our, God, in our first reading today from Acts, He ascends. And then there's, there's these two men in white, and they're, just, they're like, why are you just standing there and doing nothing? Why are you just standing there looking? Because for a lot of us, we don't have any skin in the game of making disciples, making followers of Jesus. We don't have any skin in the game to actually help people follow him. And then sometimes we have to ask ourselves, like, what is holding me back? Like, what's holding me back from being all in? Especially for those of us who are confirmed, or we already said, I'm, I'm all in, I'm going in. I'm going to be a lifelong missionary disciple as a Catholic. Because as Jesus makes his way around the bases and he comes back all the way back home, he wants to give us his spirit to know that he said as in, our, in our last words of our gospel today, that I'm always with you. You're never alone. And I think for a lot of us, we need to make little changes. And, stop, and one of the little changes a lot of us need to make, we need to stop listening to the lies. And what are the lies that a lot of us make? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy right now. Don't, don't ask anything of me, Father. Or, or I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to make disciples. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough. Or maybe just my sins. If people really knew me, if I actually opened my heart up to them and they know the things I did or, or continue to do, no way. Or maybe I'm not holy enough like you priests. There's no way I could make disciples. Someone actually would follow Jesus through me. Or maybe it's that, ah, just let someone else do it. Just let someone else do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to put any effort. I'm, I'm just lazy. Or maybe the biggest one for a lot of people is I'm not worthy of that call to make disciples. I'm not worth it. But for a lot of us, I think we need to take that disposition like my dad and maybe imagine Mary's face as she saw her son being crucified and the fathers looking at each of you saying, what will you do to never allow that to happen to my son again? So you don't have to see the horror on the mother's face of what is actually happened.
So what's your little change you need to make? And for a lot of us, I believe it's just making that simple change, that simple change of not listening to the lies anymore. And we have power through our, through our baptism to say, no, I reject that. And we can do it in Jesus' name. So what we're going to do is we're just going to say a few prayers here to denounce those lies, to reject those lies. And whatever one rings truest for you, I encourage you just to continue to pray and say, Lord, when did I start believing in that lie? So I can make the little changes now to make a bigger difference in our church down the road. But I have to start today. So I'm just going to say some prayers, and you can repeat them with me. But we're going to renounce the evil and the lie. And this is just a little change that will make a big difference. So please pray with me. In the name of Jesus, I reject the lie that I am not smart enough to make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I reject the lie that my past is too big or my sins are too big to make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that God will give me too much if I make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I reject the lie that I am not holy enough to make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I am too busy to make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of laziness so I can make disciples. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I am not worthy enough to make disciples. And in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of self-reliance so I can make disciples. I just encourage you just to sit with that for a second. And that last one that I prayed, I prayed on purpose, that spirit of self-reliance, especially as we head into Memorial Day weekend. The spirit of self-reliance is saying, God, I don't need you. I don't need to be safe. I don't need help. I got this on my own. But Jesus, in his life before his Resurrection commissioned the, the disciples to go out two by two. And for those who have served in military, they have to learn how to trust. They have to learn how to trust others. They have to learn how to trust and build friendship, build fellowship. Because if you don't trust the person next to you, we can all do some weird and strange things. But especially as they head into war, they lay down their lives, but if they don't know the person next to them has their back, 
That's a horrible feeling. And it can really hurt the rest of the battalion. And so it goes for us too. We need to learn how to trust our God and to trust one another so that when one of us is weak, the other one picks them up. To remind them, as we heard in those last words of our gospel, the Lord is always with you. He says, behold, I will always be with you. And how is he always with us, essentially, substantially, sacramentally? It's in the Eucharist. That little red candle behind me in the tabernacle remind us that he is always with us. Always with us. And he wants us to never forget of his sacrifice. He wants us to never forget about those moments when you see someone so distraught, like my dad saw that mother, that horror on her face, and he said, I, I will do whatever it takes to never let that happen again. And there's so many areas in the church right now that we can plug into to help. We have to be freed from those lies. And we have to learn how to trust one another. So the prayer I'm going to close with is just a prayer for Memorial Day. So we never forget. But it's easiest when we start with little changes to make a big difference. So let us close in prayer as we enter into this Mass and into this Memorial Day weekend. As we pray, God of power and mercy, you destroy war and put down earthly pride. Banish violence from our midst and wipe away our tears that we may all deserve to be called your sons and daughters. Keep in your mercy these men and women who have died in the cause of freedom and bring them safely into your kingdom of justice and peace. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.